You got your Bible will be in First Peter chapter five. First Peter chapter five. We'll go ahead and read a few verses here and then we'll get right into the message and follow the Lord. Starting at verse six. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a, a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith, 
knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by, their, by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So I want to read from the New Living Translation. I want to read the 8th and the ninth verse. Because the, the focus this morning is on that 8th and ninth verse. And we'll get to that in a minute here. The, the New Living Translation says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to, to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. And we'll just stop there. Uh, just like that New Living Translation. How it says that in the 8th and ninth verse there. So a couple weeks ago, if you all remember, Sister Missy had a testimony of she was at a work event and thought God wanted her to pray before the event. Really been on my, I'm glad you shared that. Really been on my heart for the last few weeks. How easy it would have been for the devil to have her not do that. To say, eh, maybe that wasn't God telling me to do that. How easy would that have been to make excuses? How easy would that have been? I mean, there's just so many things. You know, the, I'm not an eloquent speaker. I'm not smart enough. They'll make fun of me. Did any of that go through your mind? Someone might be offended. I might get fired. There are a lot of excuses that, that Satan uses to try to prevent us from serving God. That's really what we want to get into this morning. So again, how easy it is. But Satan, the deceiver, the accuser, the father of lies, tries to deceive us and lie to us to make us not follow God. It's really important. Especially as a pastor and someone that stands up or to preach, teach, what have you. It is so easy for Satan to say, it's not worth it. No one's paying attention. No one's coming to the Lord. Look out there. Look at all those weirdos. Nobody's getting it. It's real easy to Satan put that stuff in your head. John, do you think of that sometimes when you get up here? What's the point? You could be fishing right now. Or I could be working. No, I ain't working. But it's real easy for Satan. It says there he's on the prowl constantly. And I'm really convinced as soon as you become a child of God, you're a target. As soon as you stand up to do something for God, you're a target. Satan's not happy with us. He doesn't want the gospel to be preached. He doesn't want people to, to receive salvation. He hates us. There's a lot of people out there that are deceived thinking that one of these days I'm going to go spend and party with Satan forever. <laughs> he hates you. Mm-hmm. I know this is probably a weird message, but I, we don't talk about enough stuff like this. Spiritual warfare, it's real. Amen. Especially as a child of God. Satan is always trying to deceive us. Go ahead and do it. Nobody will know. Eh, you're all right. Everybody sins. 
just do it. Especially for someone that is under conviction, like we talked about in Sunday school this morning. It is so easy for Satan to creep in. You don't need to be a part of that. You don't need that Jesus stuff. You don't need to be a Jesus freak. All Jesus is is a crutch, right? You don't need that. Besides, what's your family and friends going to think? You're weak. You need Jesus. Real easy to hold on to that pew when you know that Jesus is calling you for, to salvation. It's real easy to let Satan come in and say, you don't need that. Didn't it? It's real easy to say, even as a, as a child of God, like this morning, St. Hannah, looking trashy. It would have been real easy for her to say, no, I'm not obeying that. I look trashy. Sorry, you don't look trashy. Yeah, I definitely didn't say trashy. <laughs> you said trashy. I My bad. <laughs> you don't look trashy. Or like a punk. Alright. <laughs> Do you really believe all this Jesus stuff? Jesus died. He died. He was hung. He's nothing. He's gone. Real easy. Satan's real good too. But the thing is, he only has so much power. He's kind of on a leash, if you will. If you remember, go back to Job. He had to ask God to affect Job, didn't he? Same thing with Peter. There was a time where he said, Peter, the devil's coming after you. But it's so easy. The other thing Satan knows for every single one of us, he knows our weakness. Does he not? Does he know your weakness? Does he also know that you want to be in control? You want to call the shots? He knows all that. And he plays that against us. He even quotes scripture. He flips it upside down. Remember back in the garden? You surely won't die. You'll just be like God. Even when he tempted Jesus, he quoted Scripture, which we'll get to that in a minute. That the devil, your adversary, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But you know, we can silence those lies. You want to know how? By knowing the truth. By knowing God's Word. Think about it. When Jesus was tempted and tried by Satan, he also quoted Scripture. We'll get to that in a minute. The other thing is, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, it talks about Satan being able to disguise himself as an angel of light. Kind of makes me think, have you ever been to those sales? The only reason I'm thinking of this because of the Amazon sale this week, right? You buy, buy a bunch of stuff like Amanda? <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm not actually. But it's almost like if it's too good to be true, it's not a good deal, Right? Satan can do that stuff. Be ready. Be alert. 
Like I shared with, with M after she was saved. He's coming for you. He wants, he wants you. He doesn't want you to serve God. He doesn't want you to obey God. And again, it's so easy for us. I did it for a long time when he called me to preach. It's so easy to say, well, I ain't smart enough. But when I get to this age, after the kids grow up, Satan is deceiving you into not obeying. Is really what it comes down to. So in the times when, when he tempted Jesus there, there's Matthew, what, 3 and 4? So in Matthew chapter 3, what happened? Everybody remember? Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. God said what? This is my son. There we go. I'm well pleased. The very next chapter, what's the devil do? If you are the son of God, do this. Three times he tempts him. If you are the Son of God, what does Jesus say? Got it right here on this little note card. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So he tempts him again. Again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. What's he say the third time? Be gone, Satan. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and Him only shall you serve. If you don't get into God's Word, you're not going to know that. It is written. Now I can't see. It is written. did a devotional, I don't know, for the last couple weeks. It talked about how Satan, of course, wants to lie and deceive us and prevent us from fully obeying God. And it was titled, Silencing the Lies. And I don't know if that's what he had up here or not. Silencing the lies and being who Jesus would have you to be. And you know, really, once we identify those lies and we know the truth, we acknowledge the truth of God, we can knock down all those barriers. Think about it. As soon, and really, if you think about this, obedience gives you more confidence and all that too in Christ. Now, when you get up here to preach, you can do it over and over and over and you still don't feel worthy. Like, yeah, yeah, I got confidence to talk in front of people now. That'll change real quick if you get up here. Ask Robbie. He was scared to death after one time. It's just, it's just crazy. But, you know, going back to, to where Jesus was tempted there. After that third time, he said, be gone. What did the devil do? What did he do? You guys can talk. He fleed. Why? He had, nothing, he had no hope there. He couldn't do anything else. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This is the key. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's the key to it all. The other thing I like, Satan also tries to convince us 
that we're not saved. Does anybody have that? What's some of the excuses? You were too young. You don't understand. I've heard that myself. You were too young. You didn't understand. I mean, there's, there's tons of different ones. What's some of the ones you guys have had? Not good enough. Not good enough. None of us are. Not one of us are good enough. But Jesus came and died anyway. You know, I like the other ones. If, if your Jesus is so good, why didn't, why didn't He answer your prayers? Why isn't He giving you everything you want? Anybody heard of those? I like this one. Why doesn't He make you happy? Why doesn't Jesus make you happy? He's so great. That's another... Going to marriage. Satan also hates marriages. And that's one of the biggest things in a marriage. We've been married how many years? 26, 7 almost? You're just not happy anymore, Bob. That Amanda, she just don't do it no more. Go find a younger, cheaper one. <laughs> they won't cook as good. That's true. Maybe I'll lose some weight. But, I mean, am, I, am I wrong? Like, I'm just not happy the fire's just not there. She's not the same. I can't go do what I want to do. i got to cut the grass. And Satan's using that against us because he hates it. He hates what God has brought together. And that's the same thing with all of us. He's trying to separate us. Why do you think, all, go back, all those people that have died that were spreading the gospel, why do you think it is? Satan. He doesn't want the gospel to be spread. He doesn't want me up here right now talking about this. Because a lot of people aren't talking about it. A lot of people are talking, oh, God's so good, God's so great. And He is. But we also need to hear the other side. Satan is not. He hates us. But when you're not following God, guess who you're following? Him. And all He's doing is deceiving and lying and keeping you from reaching what God has in store for you. That's all He's doing. For your family, for your marriage, whatever. He wants it gone. And you guys probably think I'm crazy, which I am. But I'm telling you the truth. You know how long He kept me from serving God? Because of my selfishness? I can't do that. I'm not good enough. And when you said that the other day, I'm just like, man, that's me. I'm not good enough. But 
Satan just wants to deceive us. He just wants to lie to us and convince us we're not good enough. As a child of God, how many times has He told you that you're not good enough? How many times has He told you, yeah, you shouldn't stand up there and teach? You're not. Ryan, has He told you that? I bet He has. You're not good enough. It's not getting through. Brothers and sisters, keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. I'm going to keep preaching the gospel until you guys throw me out the door. It's the only thing I know to do. It's the only thing I know to do. I'm all over the place. But he tells us we're not holy. We're not loved. We're not this. We're not that. What's the Bible say? What's Jesus say? You are holy. You're dearly beloved. You're redeemed. So many things. The other thing it says is we're a royal priesthood. It also says we're chosen. Those are important. Don't let the devil convince you otherwise. Because he's trying. He's trying. He's trying to get us to not obey. Most importantly, we are saved by His amazing grace. And don't let Him convince you otherwise. Because He's trying. He's tried me. I mean, think about it. Preaching week after week after week. And He's like, oh, you were too young. You were only nine when you were saved. And then you went out and done a bunch of stupid stuff. Yep, I sure did. But it prepared me for this. It prepared me for working with teenagers. So they don't do the same stupid stuff that I did. And he called me. When God calls you, it is a scary thing. You're just like, what? And I should have never told Amanda because I wouldn't be standing up here if I didn't. Probably not true. It's a scary thing to serve God. It really is. If you've never served God, you don't know. It's scary. Especially up here, you're like, am I going to say something wrong? Am I going to say something stupid? I mean, Rachel doesn't give me all the time. Do you know you said that? Nope. After I leave, I can't tell you five things I said. But Jesus equips us. He empowers us to do anything. He prepares us to be what He wants us to be. And you know, the bad thing about Satan is He knows we're such. He knows we want to do what we want to do. And He uses it against us. He uses it against us. So get into God's Word and know the truth. You know, talking about marriage again. All these Christians, oh, we're so much better than the world. Tell me why the divorce rate among Christians is higher than the world. Does that make sense to you? It's because Satan's getting in. He wants to separate that. Love is love. Love who you want. The world's a mess. But we're a mess too. We come in here and think we're not. We're a mess. He wants to break it all up. Anything ordained by God, Satan doesn't want no part of it. Us Christians, he wants us wiped out. But what's the Bible say? God's Word will stand forever. Even if we're not in a church house. We're the church. Right? Even if we're at my house doing a Bible study, we're the church. 
This building could tumble today. And I guarantee you next Sunday, we'd be together somewhere celebrating God. Wouldn't we? Absolutely we would. Let them burn the Bibles. They can't take it out of our hearts. Satan wants to do away with it all. But listen to what this says. Verse 10. And after you had suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Here's the thing you got to remember. When Jesus came out of that tomb, Satan was defeated. He was defeated right there. Yes, he's still got a part of us because of this natural body, but Jesus already won. And one day because of that, we'll celebrate in heaven with him. If your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. If you've accepted that you're a sinner and there's no hope for you. See, that's another thing Satan does. He tells us we're good enough. You're good enough. You don't need that church stuff. Again, going back to the crutch. You don't need that crutch. We're not good enough. None of us. Not the most religious person you know is not good enough. You can read your Bible every day. You can come to church every Sunday and still not be good enough. Grandma and grandpa, they could have been to church for 500 years and you're still not good enough. It takes the blood of Christ. That's the only thing that's good enough. Right? That's the only thing that's good enough is the blood of Christ. Stop listening to Satan. Stop listening to him. Stop listening to him. All he's doing is lying and deceiving. That's what he's there for. He wants to do that. He wants to break He wants to break this church up. He wants to break our marriages up. That's what he wants to do. And sadly, we have people that are letting that happen. Because they're not getting in the truth. They're not getting in the truth. So, back to the marriage thing. I don't know why this popped in my head. You know, when you fall in love with someone, there's this courtship period, right? And everything's so dory. Well, 25 years down the road, it's not going to be exactly like that. Ryan and Hannah, we had a great talk, didn't we? 25 years down the road, it's not going to be like that. Marriages work. Marriages work. Well, I don't really love them anymore. I better go find somebody else. And what do you think is going to happen then? The same thing. All these people. Assurance crazy. You see all this stuff all the time. Well, this, per- I, I, this is not a false story. At one point, there was four people in the office sitting in the same area that were spouses that were cheating on each other. What? But they think that's the answer. But it's not. But that's what Satan's telling them. That person makes me feel good. That person makes me love. You're being deceived. You're being deceived. I love Amanda not because of the courtship period. I love her because I love her. We get on each other's nerves. Especially I get on her nerves. But it's not like, man, I better go find somebody else. Amanda, she's lost it. She ain't hot no more. She is. <laughs> but that's what people think. That's, that's what goes through their heads. Isn't it? 
Satan is deceiving and lying. He wants us separated. Suddenly, especially pastors. He's, I mean, you see all the stuff in the news about pastors all the time. He's after us. We got to stay in the Word. We got to stay in prayer. Church, we got to stay in the Word. We got to stay in prayer. Because He's roaring around. And that's the absolute truth. So I'm going to shut up this morning. I'm going to ask Brother Mike for a verse of a song or Sarah. If you're here this morning and Satan's been deceiving you, today's a good day to pray. Today's a good day to meet Jesus. Let those deceptions and lies go. Come home to the truth. The only truth in this world is Christ. As we all stand to have one verse of the song. What can